Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison, alongside my co-host, Mike Rissay, Mike McGoy, Chris Epps, and we got special guest Roy Sugihara joining us today on the podcast. Um, as always, we had a big, busy, very busy week in the crypto space, NFTs, and a lot more things coming up um, very soon here. I wanted to kick it off with the biggest news of the day. Facebook or Meta as a company lost 23% of its value or $240 billion in one day uh, based off of their earnings reports and the earnings call between Mark Zuckerberg and the shareholders, uh, the largest single loss of wealth. Uh, in history, in one single day, um, he personally lost, I think, uh, twenty plus billion. I have to go back and look at the number. But um, other tech stocks uh, also lost a lot on the on the heels of this. Facebook, or AKA Meta, as it's known on the stock market, is uh, one of the largest companies in the world. And, you know, they decided to pivot their business um, from, you know, being Facebook to renaming it and actively uh, gearing up and heading towards the metaverse. Uh, And obviously the market is not loving that right now. What do you guys think about what happened with that? I was going to say, looks like Jeff Bezos is pumping the market after you brought this up, mm-hmm. I didn't even make the connection between the meta and Facebook thing. When I read about Zuckerberg losing all that money or meta losing all that money today. Mm-hmm. And when I'm looking at the market, well, the market that I'm looking at again, which you all have probably guessed is just NFTs for now. Uh, they're, they're all up today. Everything's been going up. There's been a bunch of new stuff and stuff that's been out for a minute is going up. So the NFT part of the metaverse has been affected uh, metaverse tokens and the whole theme is kind of kind of broad, so I don't know what, how it's affecting tokens. I'm not looking at them right now, but everyone thinks that this has been good for the market that I've seen on Twitter. 
Is the price market. down because that lady got meta raped last week or what? what did she that was say like she a month ago. Oh, God. <laughs> right, which would have been in the quarter. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Um, that we have our first sexual assault case in the metaverse. Uh, somebody claimed to be raped in the metaverse. I don't know the details of that. I've just heard the, you know, the story been thrown around in the conversation. So I haven't done any research on it. I actually let me look it up right now. She was meta groped, I believe. What meta 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 groped. And yeah. so the, the next thing to combat against meta groping is going to be meta police department. Oh, uh, there's going to be. I mean, you've seen the GTA uh, RP. Or I'm sure some people who are listening to this have. See how people play GTA RP or role playing and play that shit for hours on end, streaming for days on end and earn money doing it. There's going to be a meta police for sure. If there's not already, there is on Twitter. So I'm reading the story. She says uh, the woman who reported being groped in, in virtual reality late last year. So this is last year. Um, has come forward to discuss her horrifying experience within 60 seconds of joining I was verbally and sexually harassed three to four male avatars, with male voices, essentially, but virtually gang raped my avatar and took photos. As I tried to get away, they yelled, don't pretend you didn't love it and go rub yourself off to the photo. Uh, yeah. And that's actually not the first time. It was just the first time in Facebook's metaverse, because if you go to any of the VR chats, I've, I've seen it in like YouTube videos. There's VR chat. You know, it's been around for Oculus for a minute and people are doing that. You can go on that on your desktop and just walk around. And I've seen that happen for <laughs> I've seen that happen at least for the last year or two. So Facebook's first rape in the metaverse, first rape out of in the real world, probably not out of Facebook. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's probably going to keep happening. I do believe I saw the video and she was just getting groped in the video. I didn't see any insertion, so. Right, I was gonna say, are there private parts in the metaverse yet? Oh, there's, dude. It's like mostly the the head. Yeah. Uh, for this thing, it's not even NFT. Uh, it's, I believe it's just like an avatar, and yeah. it's usually like the head, the body, and arms. For like the VR chat for on Oculus, mm -hmm. it was literally like J, like a JPEG taken from the or you know a picture taken from the internet. Someone copy and paste it and upload it, and it'd be like a two D image flipping back and forth. And then they would like grope the anime girl who's the person who's wearing the anime, usually a guy right. in all these chats. Right. This is the first time it was an actual woman. So that's why I was, <laughs> it went up in the news. Right. And I mean, yeah, there's no problem. Yeah, that's, it's just, I think the thing that it, uh, that stands out to me about it is it's part of the outrage culture cycle. Um, and that this space is going to allow people to be even more um, outraged by uh, any slights or things that happen. Um, and, you know, it'll become news because it's a new world. It's a new way to experience the world. Um, hopefully, you know, obviously it brings up a lot of bad issues that happen with the Internet, you know, with um, people uh stalking young girls and you know the uh what was the show with my man chris hansen uh dateline yeah the date, <laughs> the date the dateline you know where the guy's been talking to the fbi uh 
person <laughs> thinking it was a 13 year old girl. You know, I can definitely see that happening in the metaverse uh, a lot. And them, you know, getting uh, sexual predators in uh, precarious situations and also them, you know, harassing young young people, um, adults and stuff, co-mingling with them in, in this world. So uh, I don't know, you know, getting back to the Facebook of it and the Mark Zuckerberg of it, I don't really know what tanked the stock so heavily, but I just thought that was an incredible number, $240 billion worth uh, of, of a loss in this, in the value of the company in one day um, over something that it seems like, you know, is going to help Facebook in the long term. But I think a part of it was that he was talking about pivoting the video and uh, things like that when, and also Facebook hasn't had a lot of new users. Right. And kind of to Chris's point, um, a lot of the user base of the internet, you know, people are moving off of Facebook and going to NFTs or other type of uh, new, newer platforms. Uh, Facebook definitely has a big older demographics too of users right. that will not be onboarded into the meta. <laughs> um, you know, it's like our aunties. And- but you don't think that they're going to kind of like the we in which like it was kind of kid friendly. It was auntie friendly where everybody could play we tennis or whatever. Like there will be a version of the metaverse that's more family friendly. That's what that is. I would imagine that that's that's in their rollout. That's the purpose objective of their rollout. It's going to be interesting. I haven't really looked into it too much, honestly. Um, I've seen the commercial. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and same here. And that's what their metaverse, I feel like, is going to be. It's going to get people to, you know, hop into something that's more user-friendly, like Apple uh, or something like that. And everyone's going to think of that on a, you know, something that's worldwide metaverse, but it's going to be centralized on by Facebook, just like the Libra coin was going to be that we were all afraid of in the crypto world. Um just like a lot of things people are afraid of right now with the government or, you know, overall centralization of power. And that's exactly what they're doing. And they've already, yeah, they, they got the users already. That's so, you know, at least we'll make something back. (laughs) Right. So with that, obviously, Chris, you've been talking about, you know, the, the growth of the NFTs, despite, um, the unsteadiness of the stock market or the crypto market, right? The crypto market has been down. Um, you know, Bitcoin and a lot, most other coins are still uh, in that 50% correction. Uh, so we had some other NFT news this week. Um, we finally received word from Kanye West on NFTs. He made an Instagram post. Yeah, he said, ask me later. Right. Right. Um, A lot of people. It's funny how a lot of people are Kanye haters, but are overjoyed when he says something that they agree with. And I feel like a lot of people who don't like NFTs responded. uh, Yeah. Or something that they don't understand. Yeah. Or something in kind. Yeah. 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 Uh, What do you got? What did you guys think about Kanye's post? 
I mean, yeah. Uh, I think that I <laughs> it touches back to our episode last week where uh, don't talk about it. I think that I totally understand him. Uh, it gets t- it get, does get tiring when people keep asking you about making mm-hmm. something, and you know that it, it's not what you want to do with them. the other day. And I said, "Dude, it says ask me later." This is the same thing that we all kind of agree on, like talking to the public, or we've learned that you you know speaking like getting everyone that you know to hop on NFTs or crypto is not the best idea, and explaining it to everyone and how much of an arduous process it can be and it could be not in your benefit to you know do that at the moment it makes sense for me he has a lot more shit to do he has billions of dollars already to deal with and play around with and create things with and he already has crypto he's talked about it already he knows all about it he doesn't need anyone else to tell him about anything i'm guessing is the other the other part it's definitely an unfavorable stage for Kanye West to get into the game right now when it pertains to NFTs. The overall narrative of the space is like, is this pump and dump, you know, Ponzi-nomic, you know, kind of uh, direction. So I don't don't think, you know, Kanye West needs that on his uh, slate right now in terms of like, it it would happen to the floor. It was pumping. It dumped. It. He, he doesn't need to be liable for any of that right now. <laughs> right. And, and and Chris made a good point though, but right, and also you as well, like saying that he doesn't he doesn't have the financial um, incentive. Like he's not financially incentivized to do it. Also, he's also an artist himself, so it's not as if he stopped creating his own art. He's still creating his own art. He's just saying right now, I'm going to focus on my field of art yeah. and then i'll get back to what everyone else is talking about later on there's no doubt in my mind he's going to have his own set of nfts if not turn his Jeezy brand into nfts within the own metaverse via adidas like we all know this is coming right yeah and you know on top of that almost immediately after he posted that uh coachella posted something basically to where they're um, selling NFTs, you know, a lifetime, I think it's like a lifetime uh, ticket to the festival. And obviously Kanye is performing and headlining this year. So, you know, I found it interesting that even though somebody like Kanye says, hey, I'm not doing NFTs right now, ask me later. Well, you're still attached to the NFT community through you doing, you know, what you do in your normal life. So I think in that way, like a lot of people who aren't in love with NFTs or crypto are going to just be engulfed by it, whether they want to participate or contribute or not. And especially artists, um, because all the plat- all the platforms that they are going to be on will be integrated with NFTs and things like that, you know? It's also such a, a broad swath, you know, like talking about uh, ticket advancements or, you know, ticket NFTs compared to, you know, like gaming utility NFTs are completely different. 
yet they're somehow still kind of clumped together with that same NFT title. And so I do believe that people are being, you know, getting fatigue of just hearing those three letters over and over together, even though one might have very little, if not nothing to do with the other two or the other four. Right. But I think also, you know, it's people hate hearing Google or whatever, you know, like a lot of things like kind of wear out their welcome, but also get more popular at the same time. Like, for sure, you know, uh, but like you said, he's going to he, he already has to do like he's still dealing with NFTs himself. He just doesn't even know it. Right. Directly. Yeah. So uh, in addition to Coachella, the Super Bowl is making or the NFL, I guess I should say, um, they're making the Super Bowl tickets to include NFTs um, as some sort of memorabilia uh, item with the Super Bowl ticket, uh, which also I find interesting because the people that buy Super Bowl tickets aren't your average fan. You know, these are actual like mostly corporations and companies who are buying up all these $15,000, $20,000 seats, you know? Um, so they're all getting involved in getting in bed with, with that process. Um, what do you guys think is the next step for like a, a sports league in terms of uh, collaboration in the crypto or the meta or NFT space? I think the obvious safest bet is the, the jerseys and incorporating the jerseys into the metaverse uh, or the paraphernalia. I think that's probably the easiest way where you can now have your own Laker or 49er jersey on in the fucking metaverse or whatever that you paid for in Ethereum or whatever. Yeah, friend of the show, Bobby, actually, I was just talking about that with Mike yesterday, like how that's actually one of the smartest franchise into the metaverse not looking so sus to me moves you can do it's like it might not even have to, you might not even have to pay for it this is also the really cool thing you could literally just uh like have them have them be available to the people have them be available to ticket buyers be separate from nfts or be part of the nft holders thing it's a bunch of different ways to do that and that'd be really cool I do think uh, it's already started. Me and Roy see every Saturday night uh, on crypto.com ads on UFC. And in soccer, uh, there's been like more betting sites, but there's been Bitcoin and uh, landing pages for, you know, ads for landing pages for exchanges and shit on, on these soccer game banners on the sides of the field. And I believe on some jerseys, there's already endorsements. Uh, I believe also at Indy, there's been like an endorsement on a car. For Bitcoin. So it's starting. Uh, I was also talking to Roy about doing golf. There's this collective I'm working on and we're trying to basically make an agency to help people around LA and California, you know, make more, high, you know, more uh, high quality or sought after NFTs like physical items or music or clubs. And one of the things she brought up, the lady who I'm working with, she wants to do a golf club or a golf DAO uh, represented in the NFT space. And uh, 
and there's something like that that's close to it. And uh, and she wants to do clubs that are using the metaverse. We can use for games and shit. And there's a clubs that you can you know use in these golf games that will be hopefully in the metaverse later on. Uh, and that I feel like that was like an idea I never thought of also, but it's really good. Like having these physical items usable like game items, which is the biggest proponent I think it's going to pump NFTs is pretty cool. I, I do think that's going to be a big thing. I mean, we also drive by crypto.com stadium now. Right. On the day. Yeah. I think the gaming aspect of like the video games and sports is going to be probably where they mix up first and fastest. Um, but yeah, obviously, like like Mike said, like jerseys and other you know team attire that you can purchase um, in your own metaverse world. You know, have a team shop in the metaverse. I could definitely see that being a big part of it. What's going on, guys? You know what it is. New year, new you. I get it. I, 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 we all got it. We all have our New Year's resolutions. One of them is to eat better, right? You want to eat good food, but you also want to spend an arm and a leg. And guess what? HelloFresh can help you with that. They have endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Here's the deal. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get convenience without skipping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you those wait and those long lines where these people don't know how to use a checkout thing. It drives me insane. So I know what you're thinking. So what I mean, I could just go to a restaurant. Guess what? HelloFresh, 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. You could save, on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards those 2022 goals of yours. That's right. Whatever it is you're trying to do with that extra money, I don't care. Maybe you open a savings account. Maybe your, your New Year's resolution is to save more money. HelloFresh helps you with that as well. I know going out to a restaurant, as I said, is inconvenient. Particularly, I got a big family, man. It's hard to get the kids in the car and go down. No, 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 no. We're going to do HelloFresh at the house. They sent it to my house. We had all types of meals. The, these meals are easy to make. They're delicious. My kids love the pub-style shepherd's pie. They also love the Bravo balsamic chicken, the sun-dried tomato spaghetti. The list goes on and on. Get you some HelloFresh. It's delicious. It is affordable, and it is convenient. So this is what I want you to do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BOM16 and use the code BOM16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, HelloFresh.com slash BOM16 and get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. The promo code is BOM16. HelloFresh, America's number one meal want to move to one of the like big encounters that I have a lot nowadays. And I want to, uh, Mike, uh, recite to hello listener. Guess who's back. It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about butcher box. Butcher box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep 
free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. You know, kind of give me a rundown for this. Uh I met, I met up with one of my old like friends from high school, like, you know, randomly catching up, whatever. You start talking to him about NFTs and everybody says they want to know, they want to learn, they want to know this, they want to know that. Um, but I feel like most of the information, you know, it kind of goes over people's heads. They don't really understand it. Um, Mike, as somebody who sold, bought NFTs, um, I was wondering if you could possibly give me like a quick end-to-end rundown of what you have to do to buy or sell an NFT. Like if you have, let's say you have $2,500 in your Bank of America account and you wanted to buy uh, Atom Bomb or... Um, Something like Alpha that. Beast. You're gonna go buy an Alpha Beast. <laughs> okay, you're gonna go buy an Alpha Beast. You're gonna go buy a Beast. Yeah. So Same tell me, that. tell give me the one, two, three. I got two or a big kid. Yeah, because we don't want to use Coinbase. We're uh, not using Coinbase. <laughs> Shout out to the crypto.com arena. Sir. We definitely um, want crypto.com to sponsor so we're, this podcast. So we're going, so we're going to crypto.com with so twenty five hundred dollars in our B of A Chase. U.S. Bank, wherever. Um, we're downloading the Crypto.com app. Right. First and foremost, they have a little bit of a lengthy verification system. You have to put in your ID, so on and so forth. Once you get verified, you're going to buy your Ethereum there. Why are you going to buy your Ethereum at Crypto.com instead of Coinbase? Because once you purchase your ethereum you do not have any limits or holds on sending it off of crypto.com's app into another wallet assuming we're not going to assume anything actually so no. now here on crypto.com you have ethereum now we're going to download a metamask metamask app to set up our MetaMask wallet. Why do we why do we have all these wallets, man? 
we have all these wallets so we can decentrally do things like purchase to transact on other platforms like OpenSea and Foundation and things of that sort. Send right. Ethereum to our friends. Right. So I can send Jason Madison 0.1 Ethereum when he asked me, like, let me get some ETH. Right. You know, I mean, we could do that from crypto.com too, but. Um, we do. We do. We do. We do. But you can't connect your crypto.com ETH wallet to any uh what i would think they're they, like third-party aggregators chris like foundation uh, decentralized apps dApps yeah. dApps churches so, websites on ethereum yeah so we need metamask to connect our wallet to purchase and transact on these other dApps like foundation OpenSea all the web three websites that are releasing their own projects that you can mint straight from them. So we can connect to the hundreds dot atom bomb squad dot IO, whatever it is. After we have sent our Ethereum from our crypto.com wallet to our MetaMask wallet. So we're purchasing NFTs. We're not making NFTs yet. Well, I mean, the process of making, I think, is a little more intricate. And I, yeah. I feel like that is something that people want to know, too, because when you buy an NFT, it's different from when you sell one. Absolutely. Well, with the MetaMask wallet, you're pretty much all set to attach your connect to OpenSea Foundation or any other Web3 app to purchase an NFT. Um, it's pretty much easy from there. Connect, mint, buy. You're gonna pay a gas fee, um, right? And that's what a lot of people don't know. So, like when you buy an NFT, um, there's a fee called a gas fee that they charge you in Ethereum. Um, that is a variable fee that basically is a transaction network fee that you have to pay. It can be from $50 to $300, $300, $400, depends on the time, the activity on the network. Um, and that fee comes with every transaction. So when you buy an NFT, um, you have to pay that. But when you create one, there is a minting fee, which is the same gas transaction. There's a listing fee to post your NFT on whatever platform you're listening it on. And once you sell your NFT, there's a settling fee. So all these fees um, come into play when you're creating and selling NFTs. So it's not just all money and it's not all money in and the uh, platform. How much does OpenSea charge for uh, or commission do they get? No. 2%. Okay. The 2%. foundation gets what, like five, I think. Okay. Yeah. Five. Well, it in the gas fees to go from point A to point B, you have to pay a fee. Like, you know, if I was going from home to the liquor store or 
anywhere. Like, if I'm going to hop in my car, I'm going to, you know, exhaust some gas. So it's just like to get anywhere is going to cost you. To get your money from one wallet to the next is going to cost you to buy an NFT, to, to move your, your Ethereum from your wallet to buy an NFT is going to cost you. So it's just, there's no free rides <laughs> on the right. Ethereum network. No no free free <laughs> because Solana, Solana is another network that people make NFTs on that mm-hmm. there's no gas. But Oh, there's gas. Oh, there's gas. Oh, there's gas? This is was, you. You led you led me into it. Uh, I was you know. All right, I'm gonna try to be nice here. <laughs> so everyone in the group knows how I feel about other chains, but I've used other chains. the The gas conversation is really hard to justify to people who are new. Um, but I just I use the example as like Mike said it, or Mike basically said it. You know, you got to pay to play. It takes money to make money. And I have spent a thousand dollars in gas one day to do a bunch of different things, but it can be relative. If you're spending that much in gas, you should make sure you're buying something or selling something that you believe you're going to at least get the gas back on or that you believe in or that you're okay with losing that money on because it might cost extra extra because of that gas fee. Uh, I bought something today and I thought like, oh, it's only 0.1 ETH and it ended up costing me a point two ETH almost because of the gas at that time. Now I expect that thing to go higher. I expect to make money off of that. And I also understand what the gas is for. It's used to secure the network. It's used to incentivize the miners or the people who are validating the network to keep everything decentralized. To, it incentivizes all of us and all of them to keep the system true to itself, keep the code true. You can't bullshit. And that's why the gas is higher. All these other chains like Solana, or BNB or Harmony or you're gonna hear about all of them. I've used them all. I don't tell anyone to go on them because I know that they're cheaper because they're not as secure. Right, and Solana's so, network went down recently, right? Uh, this that was like the fourth time in maybe six months or okay. like a year. Yeah, yeah. I love I love. Uh, oh wait, over well, Crypto.com. Never mind. Yeah, I like I like uh, I like Crypto.com. That gas is cool. So in like the most layman terms ever, gas is just transaction fees. Yep. Uh, yeah. This is the transaction fee. That's it. Like the rest of life. Yes. Yeah. So um, a lot of people don't know that about the NFT process. And uh, I read something recently that said like 80% of the projects on um, OpenSea are a scam. Mm. Uh, uh yeah i wouldn't be surprised i yeah. don't know the number also uh reading stuff I mean, like that you could probably say the same thing for stocks at one point probably 65 through 70 percent of stocks that go public are scams right or the stuff that you're buying to eat <laughs> right and so i definitely think that when stats like that come out they're definitely put out to decentivize people from investing into the crypto space you see these bugaboo he- uh, headlines every day on every one of name your name bloomberg cnbc.com every one of these major pe- pages has one of these scary one reason why one article why you shouldn't look at crypto 
I get yeah, texted someone about it lost all their money. And and then and then they they use the Kanye West letter like, see, Kanye's not fucking with NFTs. Like yeah. I told you. Right. Exactly. It's always the people and ask me later. It's always the people who are half in or my parents that send me those articles. Somebody exactly. telling me that he was telling Beanie Siegel to NFT some shit. They're like for real? inside info, but yeah. This is the thing. I am for people NFTing some shit. It's also like I am not down to show something I'm about to sell to <laughs> I'm about to dump on. Right. For, you know. And as it was explained to me, and maybe Roy and Chris, you know, can hop in and, and add to this, but basically just an NFT is really just a barcode. And what you put that barcode on is up to you. Whether it be physical art, digital art, you know, metal world, t-shirts, socks, big foam fingers, what the fuck ever. It's just it's a it's a barcode. Yeah. That basically verifies that this is one of one. Yeah, I, I mean, or one of a thousand or one of 10,000 or whatever it is. But this is, yeah, this is source. Own this. Yeah, this is. And everyone can see it and you can send it and transfer it and take it around wherever with you want and hopefully use it in multiple metaverses yeah. or worlds. Um, <laughs> thanks for your get royalties <laughs> or get royalties, uh, right. uh, perpetually for your family, uh, and generational wealth. Like, you know, it, right. But yeah. that to me was the most important part of the NFT in the first place. And I feel my way about NFTs. Everyone kind of knows how I feel about them, but like, Just I can't them. deny that <laughs> I can't deny that it's a good thing for the artists. Right, really I mean, with the royalties. And Roy, what are your thoughts towards NFTs and the NFT space right now? I'm just so excited. I'm just trying to be patient, you know? Everything I'm holding, I'm waiting for the value to just skyrocket so we can go to an island somewhere. Island. As a DAO, right? Which island are you trying to go to? But NFTs are definitely, I mean... That's a good point, you know. McGoy brings up, you know, NFT is just a barcode. I'm sure a lot of things were said about the internet and different things about Amazon and Google and Facebook at the beginning that they were just this or they were just that. But then, like, my main concern is what did they do to show that it wasn't just that? And uh, same thing will go for nfts now and just like the internet of money and all this it's just going to take basically innovative people to say actually it's, it's a little bit more than a fucking barcode sir right and uh but <laughs> that's what we think about every day you know and, right. um so yeah so get in here and talk about your nft cops noob cast okay well there you go mcgoy Thanks, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely wanted to hear Roy's perspective on that because Roy is one of the uh, stronger collectors, right? No, no, aren't you no. part of it? I mean, no, part of a I, mean, group? I was gonna say I'm trying. earlier, I was gonna say earlier, earlier, Roy knows all about gas issues. Uh, when Mike was breaking it down, Roy has been through 
gas, gas is really is i i have a huge problem with gas actually <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that's i would be a much stronger collector yeah. if gas didn't exist like it does right. oh yeah i, I don't know if ethereum 2.0 is going to address it but it's just one of those things it's like taxation without representation you know like let's talk about it then roy does 2.0 still fix the gas fees Let's get off the new questions. It's, we're not, it's not Let's get to the real yet, right? shit. Chris, I don't know. When does it come No out? one knows until it goes live. Just like, whatever, you know? It's like, if you you're know, Ethereum, no one, no one you don't want that to ever happen because now you can't shave points off the gas like uh, Michael Franzese, you know? You can't <laughs> you can't shave points off the gas. You need to shave points off the gas. Well, this is not a fucking communist system. <laughs> nfts and shit like that it's completely capitalistic and it's completely i'm gonna buy this at one and i'm gonna sell it at 12 and that's that fuck or you. or 10 or five right just hopefully not at a loss yeah but uh i do think ethereum 2 should help with the gas because what they're switching to they are switching how they validate the blockchain or secure our uh our transactions basically and it should be less uh co2 whatever fucking it should be greener all no that one bullshit. gives a fuck how i know it's it literally is, there's a report today <laughs> what? there's literally a report today saying if bitcoin wasn't around the difference in co2 emissions would be like point two two negative point two percent or whatever like well, but i'm saying sh- why are you bringing it up like you because it, <laughs> it, because i'm i'm the fucking technical person in here dude okay i'm sorry okay look but right. it should. It's in theory, blah, blah, blah. It's like everything else that you're going to hear about soon is going to fix this. I'm not going to say it will until it's doing it. Uh, I believe it will help. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, but yeah, I don't. Who knows when this shit is actually dropping? Um, yeah. Uh, the, so, you know, in addition to all of that NFT talk, you know, we got the market. Oh, there he is. Um, <laughs> like like we said earlier in this in this correction, still like him salam. <laughs> you look good. Is salam alaikum. What do you guys uh, tell people when they ask you? Is it a good time to buy so and so? I always just say yes. <laughs> Whenever doesn't matter the day. Yeah, I just say yes <laughs> because they don't ask that question. To not buy, right? And I'm in no position to just cast doubt on people all the time. Yeah, right. I said, "Yeah, great time. Go ahead." <laughs> no, no, no. You because the, it's a win-win. It's yeah. a win-win because 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 you say, "Yeah, go ahead, do it, buy it." Right? They mm-hmm. buy whatever. Who gives a shit? You don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> they buy it. They hold it. They feel good. They're holding some shit finally, right. and right. <laughs> it goes up. Great. You know what I mean? You'll and get goes down. some shit free dinner, right? If it goes down, they don't ask you again. And so they won't come back and ask you again. It always goes down, my friend. Oh, they don't the ask free you. It's a win-win, bro. So just anytime anyone asks you, is it a good thing to do? Should I do this? I say, yeah, do it. Uh, just do it. Don't text me after. Yeah. Just do it. You have to identify. And Mikey and I talk about this all the time, man, is... The, the timeline horizon of the investment. Is this a short term? Is it a long term? You want to make money really fast? Or you're you Chris. Really to- you want to make money really fast? You're Chris. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're Jason. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's gambling and there's investing. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's NFTs, gold, platinum, exactly. cocaine, whatever the fuck. Talk to him. It's true. Talk to him, Roy. I, I only try to make money really fast uh, when uh, I got to pay extra gas fees and shit. And I'm, I paid a lot of money on gas. How much have you paid on gas and how do you know? Well, there's a website no, called. No, there's yeah, a website. Yeah, yeah. Look it up right now. Website called Chris, Fees. Chris, what the fuck? it's a podcast, right? Look it up right now. This is what they do on podcasts. Uh, Open it up. Okay. Share the screen. Show it's, how much you showed in gas, so you can. See that's your little cock that you're that, showing off. Out no, it's not. It's <laughs> how much I paid in gas fees. Yeah, Check one, me out. This account is thirty. And now compare that to what's actually in my bank account. This yeah, no, check don't that do that. Out. That's don't crazy, that. right? No, no, don't do that. Let's see. This account. Oh, no, that's the Dow account. Roy, how much have you paid in gas fees? Not enough. Don't want to know. Not enough. <laughs> Don't care fuck. to know. Yeah. That's right. Fuck. That's fuck just a, that's like, fuck. oh, yeah, that's how much oil I've like, burned driving. So far, I'm at 130, 100, 110,000. Oh, I got to check my USD. I find that very hard to believe, bro. <laughs> He might be he might be doing transactions for more than just him. My question is gas right offable. Like, is that amount right offable? Uh, mm. Well, they said so. They recently said you guys hear about staking Absolutely. That, that they're not going to tax staking. Right. Who said um, that? The IRS. IRS. Yeah, Why so, would they oh, not I mean, tax that's... staking? That sounds fishy to me. They tax everything. If you yeah, have, why would they not tax staking? If you haven't sold, if you haven't sold or realized any of your gains from staking, they're not going to tax that coin or what you've gained from that coin. Yeah, they're not going to do the capital gains tax. Is yeah. what it is, I believe. So that's why everyone's staking. No, no. I mean, that's that just developed recently. Yeah, this just it happened just like the last couple of days. That was just a question. Another. One of the thousand gray areas in DeFi slash NFT slash crypto. In slash... other words, they want everyone staking. No, they're probably going to be staking is what it is. That right. yeah, exactly. Wait, what? That Wait, part. What? <laughs> that mm-hmm. part. Yeah. So already trying this. to so, explain this fucking thing to me. This anomaly. This so so thing. we explained staking last week, and for example, the ETH two network will go from what Bitcoin does, proof of work, which is using a miner and a thousand fucking cards pc cards blah 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 and that burns fucking co2 that makes co2 emissions all this shit staking is basically putting your money into a system that's or a smart contract that's validating or it's already secure because of the mutable blockchain and eth2 will use staking to validate so that's why it should be cheaper for gas fees and miners and all this shit or cheaper for us less beneficial for miners and the government has been trying to get in, has been supporting U.S. Bitcoin mining and all these mining companies coming in. As I just realized now, as uh, Jason brought that that little blurb up, that makes perfect sense. Because if the government's supporting Bitcoin mining, uh, I'm sure they're going to support corporations or whoever is doing Ethereum mining in America, because that's going to be very profitable, especially with the way DeFi and NFTs look like they're going, becoming a staple in fucking the, the world economy. That 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 I didn't think about that part. Yeah, maybe they fucking want to make sure that you know their Amazon warehouse can unstake and they don't get taxed because you know those motherfuckers work together. Well, yeah, that obviously the corporations are gonna want to spend the least amount of money in taxes and get their 
biggest gains. So yeah. if they have hundreds of well, millions of dollars in crypto or billions, they're like, oh yeah, like we can oh, just- Oh yeah, because Elon talked about mining ETH. That's right. He did bring that. He talked about mining in general. Yeah. And if you're mining ETH, you're staking into a validator, which, which is just some other shit. I don't know. I think you also made a good point too that you know this is going to be utilized by a lot of these bigger companies, which is a good because for tax purposes, it's just like any investment now. Like if if you don't want to be taxed on that investment, then you can just roll with that profit into another investment. Exactly. Right. Same thing with stakes, and so I can see that being an accounting strategy that larger companies can utilize. We have to figure out their schedule because right, right now I'm watching this in a few D- DeFi projects that I'm involved in. I'm watching the stake schedule and I'm seeing how that affects the price performance mm-hmm. for that month 100%. or that quarter. Right. And I had no idea about this stuff prior. And so, you know, we'll be able to kind of utilize or we should find out their schedule at some point and then use that to our advantage, really. Are you saying because of the, uh, the when after the unstaking, the price dips, right? Be- because because once you unstake, you, you right. want to liquidate for your, for your profit to convert that into USDT or um, stable coin of your choice or ETH or whatever you're trying to convert it back into. Right. And so that's what they're also saying is, is one of the main reasons why they're switching, you know, from... Uh, ease of switching to proof of stake is because then now I mean you get it long story short basically less work um, easier transactions to be covered but I got to figure out and I have a question for you guys in reference to DeFi how do you guys see the new how do you see ETH2 affecting the DeFi protocols that are out right now I think it will help whatever protocols are out right now. I, there's going to be a bunch of new protocols by that time. So the ones right now aren't really going to, there's going to be only a few that stand still, just like everything else in this market. just like all those other coins. I think it'll help it. it. I think DeFi is still going to be a good five to 10 years of mass adoption. Um, I want to kind of wrap the uh episode up on a last question it's a little bit more uh pop culture centered um we got the super bowl coming up in la the rams are going to be playing against the cincinnati Bengals. got a halftime show featuring kendrick lamar dr dre snoop dogg eminem mary j blige um obviously Snoop Dogg is been big into the crypto space, the metaverse, NFTs, all of that. Eminem recently bought a board ape. Snoop has a crypto punk. He might have an ape as well. He's got a bunch of NFTs. There's been rumors circulating about some sort of NFT presentation or collaboration with their performance. Do you guys see that coming in the show? And do you think that there that will have any direct impact on the markets? I I don't know. I could see it happening. I'm 50-50 on it. 
uh, on it happening or not. Maybe more leaning towards the it happening just because of what's been happening in the market. Every NFTs look good. Uh, they all do. Most of these guys have NFTs or have talked about or a good amount of these people know about it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know, dude. I do think that it would be nice for those NFTs and probably good for most NFTs. Again, it's hard. Right, it'll be good for Open C. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. besides Open C, like who is it really good for? I mean, the apes. If it if if their apes show right. up on screen or the apes, yeah, show up on the TV screen, some shit like that, then yeah, then it'll be good for the board apes club, board ape yacht club. But you don't. Think my question be- is, d- does that trickle down? Is there a right. trickle down theory here? Yeah, but usually in a uh, quick and swift. Uh, fashion and there'll be a bunch of new ape copy derivative clone wannabes just trying to make a quick buck off of the ape name because that's always what happens in the market of crypto and nfts and then people are going to get wrecked if it all goes well like usually if it if it all goes well people get wrecked because of that trying to get the next ape because they saw it on super bowl right and but, then all the money will go back to board ape shop club but in addition to that we've I think the thing that people aren't thinking about is the litany of Super Bowl commercials that we're going to get. And so the same way that we got Crypto.com Arena and FTX. We're going to get FTX commercial or something. Yeah, I think we're going to get some some crypto related commercials. And I wondered, I mean, you know, last year after the Super Bowl is where we got the Elon pop and, you know, his big announcement. Do you guys think that there's going to be a commercial that has any type of impact on the market alpha 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 one of our good friends is working on a crypto.com super bowl spot sweet what's up with the bernie benjamins um uh, that's what i music. told him i told I him i think uh, there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of uh sorry to cut you off but uh, for the for the ads which i'm really looking forward to because it's a really special year but like i think they are gonna like all the agencies are going to try to touch on crypto and make fun of it. And um, I think we're going to look at some funny, funny commercials on next Sunday. Um, I don't, to, to, to Jason's question, I don't think anyone here and everyone on this phone on this line is, is pretty advanced in space beyond like a basic level. I don't think anyone here went to FTX because they saw the world series was sponsored by FTX. So I don't really know how this is going to affect. It's cool for branding, which is, you know, dollars that we'll make off of this three and four years from now. But I don't know how the impact this does for the price. Yeah, like the unknown is, is it going to get everyone who's watching in our family members, blah, 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 to buy NFTs or ask about them? Probably ask or mention it. Yeah, the for sure I know is going to happen is that if they show up, there's going to be all those 80% scams, copycats is what they usually are, or just, yeah, things that are just cash grabs. Those are all going to, they're going to be copycats of whatever ape or whatever NFT shows up on the screen or on that stage if they do do that. And that would be funny to watch because that always happens in this market. Right. Um, so then what will pump the market? Not everybody at once. Uh, the Coinbase. <laughs> The coin, the Coinbase NFT market opening, I think, is the largest thing that that we can see because it's going to allow 
what a million to two million other people into the market. Yeah, so all at once. Explain how to do what Mike was explaining earlier, or at least the first right. path. We'll we'll do that second half in another pod, a whole pod, just how to make them. Right. I, I do agree with the Coinbase thing. That Besides and then also that. one last thing uh, to Mike's point, or to add on to Mike's thing, like clear regulation and laws from fucking SEC or government about what we can and can't do in general like the staking thing today that's you know something that helps with all of them you know that helps for sure for sure all right well this has been another episode of crypto bros i'm your host jason madison as always joined by mike Rissay, mike mcgoy chris epps and our special guest, Roy Sugihara. Thank you for listening. Peace.